Welcome in to Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Will Dundon and Seth Coggin in here with you tonight. Trusha couldn't make it. He had some prior obligations, but the boys are here. Dynamic duos here. Sir. We're going to kick it off tonight, Seth. Uh, you, you brought this up, and I think it's a good little a good little tidbit. We don't cover this sport a whole lot, but it was a pretty big event uh, around the globe. World Cup happened. Yes, sir. Messi, 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 Messi. I'm with you. I probably watch the least amount of soccer out of any sports fan, probably for sure. Uh, but I did. I flipped on the game. I didn't even know it was on, to tell you the truth, sadly. I flipped it on. And I started watching. I was like, dang, this is insane. I almost thought it was a replay because I was like, man, this is a sick game going on right now. And then I, I literally Googled the score to make sure. I was like, is this really going on right now? And no, you, I mean, you talked about it, but Lionel Messi is even for, you know, most people like they can recognize that name. Like it was awesome seeing him, especially in a sport like soccer, still take over a game, like be the be truly the best player on the field, obviously with Mbappe as well. But getting to see Messi go to work and you talked about it earlier, like just a work of art. Yeah, he's he's a maestro. He is truly orchestrating. He's somehow so great. I think that's what makes truly – he's not only running his own team, he's dictating the other team as well. Like, he is truly dictating this whole game he's in control of. And uh, just so awesome. I mean, this is his fifth World Cup, but he's never won one. And so to go off kind of – it's assumed that this is probably his last World Cup just because four years from now that cycle is a long way away. He's already, you know, up pretty up there. But he played every minute of this tournament. Like – it's not like he's an aging superstar that just like rode a good team to a championship. He went to the global stage, the World Cup. This thing, you know, I've been fortunate. It's actually been a really fun run for me personally. We have a technician there in my shop, and he's originally from Argentina. So uh, he's been kind of just sharing stories of how excited, you know, how excited. He told me about a couple of weeks ago, he said, if they win, because um, we've been following the whole tournament, you know, had it on at work, some watch the U.S. and whatnot. Um he said, if Argentina wins, like they will party for a year. Um, and, and it's dude, those scenes from out in yeah Buenos Aires and all over Argentina with just, just the streets packed to the gills and the common areas of the city, just so packed with joy and enthusiasm. And like, you hear just shouting all over the city just from the game being on, like, just you hear the crowds. You don't even see anybody, but you hear a collective voice. Like, that mm-hmm. is one collective nation celebrating. And Leo Messi to, like, lead to be the greatest soccer player. And then that kind of cements him as truly, like, the undisputable GOAT at this point. You know, like, he's done every accomplishment and more in soccer. He has scored more. He has just – he's done things beyond what we have seen. And it's fun – I think it's fun when he gets on that kind of stage and has that kind of performance because the rest of the world gets to see a little bit more of that. I mean, us as America, like we don't watch soccer very often. I was going to say, yeah, really America for the most part. I've been very aware of Messi my whole life, pretty much, you know, being a, being a sports fan and being like, 
you know, cognizant of other things there, but hardly get to watch him. So, uh, but I've always really enjoyed like his highlights. Just, I didn't have to watch the match. If you show me the messy highlights, like I love that guy, that the way he plays is it like what he does is amazing. Um, so to, to go off as a world cup champion, bring it to Argentina for the first time since the seventies, just as a superhero, that man is a superhero. He, he is truly he's more famous than like any politician from Argentina ever. Like he is the Argentine. He is the one hope <laughs> he is messy. He always has been that too and has performed. And now he's got the, he's got the championship to prove, to go with it, like to just be the all encompassing. He is the world Cup champ and he scored two goals and like just dictated all play he scored in penalties. Ooh, awesome. Awesome. That is sport at its just epic, like epic, epic match. France with Mbappe is another superstar scoring three goals and scoring three goals in a World Cup final and not even and not taking it home. The, the trophy. That's what yeah. uh, that's what Messi overcame too. like France won the last World Cup. Mbappe had a hat trick in this World Cup championship and they <laughs> Messi still beat him. So awesome, epic, epic conclusion. We're yeah, it'll for be the sick US. To, yeah, you you said it too. Uh, what? Tw- so twenty twenty six. Yeah. World so Cup next, in the US. yeah, the next World Cup twenty twenty six will be in uh, the Americas. So there'll be some in Mexico and Canada as well. Not not a ton. Of oh, people. gotcha. Um, but there will be like two of the host sites. Um, but yeah, it's mostly in Americas as close. Kansas City is the one. Uh, the closest kind. Of to me right now and it's really easy accessible for everybody probably you know in most of our listening territories of dallas will have a, um some games philadelphia see that's what they announced that nashville really got hosed uh on hosting a soccer game that would have been an epic to be a world cup host site but coliseum wasn't cutting it apparently and they didn't have a plan to build a stadium in time for 2026 so tough is it Blues gonna out. be I don't know the World Cup logistics. Is it just going to be impossible to get a ticket for that? It will be really hard. Yeah, actually. it No, I guess, you know what, it would be – it would be hard, almost impossible to get a U.S. ticket yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. A U.S. ticket in the World Cup, yeah, you're not getting in probably. And, I mean, I never say never. You could get in. There is a price, I'm sure, to get in. But I was seeing there will probably be even more like a ticket lottery. I've never tried to get like World Cup tickets. Um, but I would imagine some smaller countries games in the round, like pool round, like uh, would be accessible. Yeah. I was you just know, curious. Because, I mean, they're going to be in big, you know, it'll be an arrow, like Arrowhead Stadium. Like mm-hmm. maybe you can get sit, sit upper deck and watch two teams play. That isn't America or like one of the serious big traveling nations. But, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So will they play – so you're saying they'll play in multiple cities as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll play – like the U.S. will play three – their three st- group stages in three different cities. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Nice. They may be kind of based, like, you know, one one pod is kind of more northeastern or southeast. You know, like I, I don't know exactly how they set it up. Look, but, yeah, there's different host cities. That one they'll move back to the summertime too, probably, right? Yes, it will be in the summer of 2026. That'll be epic. Yeah. Soccer, I could see soccer growing in America pretty good. I feel like it already is, and I, I feel like it has potential to even grow. Well, and I saw sport. I saw a lot of 
sports personalities, even local guys getting into that, not really debate, but just getting into that discussion about if there was a way, like, how do we make this more popular in America? Because I think a lot of people notice that, especially watching that World Cup championship game. It's like, how can we get that to be that intense and that popular over here in America with some sort of league or, yeah, I guess that's what it would be. How to get that into like the MLS or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of organically growing. I think it's an easy sport for kids to play. I think a lot of kids play soccer. I think as that grows, um, I think maybe there's, you know, we sit here and talk and care and love football, you know, to the max, but maybe there's a day 20 years from now where football declines in popularity and it's just that energy and passion from a large percentage of the population would create more of that kind of energy. If, if instead of the football game having 80,000, the soccer game had 80,000 fans, you know, in attendance. Um, I think we're like, that's what I'm saying. I think we're headed like, you know, Nashville gets an MLS stadium. It looks awesome. And it gets rowdy. Like it's, it's a fun atmosphere. Yeah. I've yet to go to one, but I've heard all good things. And that, that will, that experience alone will cultivate, a lot more fans because, you know, we, we were kind of talking about NFL tickets. NFL tickets are is a fairly expensive ticket, even though they have, you know, lots of uh, – but sports that are accessible, you know, to more of a casual fan, like, hey, no, I'm not a big Titans fan. I can't spend $60, whatever. That's, a, that's, not a, that's an inexpensive NFL ticket, I would say, probably for yeah. around the league. But yeah, you can't spend a hundred or a hundred to like to go to a game. Yeah. And it's like, but I could spend 12 bucks and go see, you know, the soccer team play and have a good time. Like, you know, it's just, I think, I don't know. I think soccer will grow. Um, I think even just events like that other, the other day, uh, most of the good soccer like doesn't happen in primetime viewing windows too. That's like a big thing. Like you said, you kind of touched on it there. You almost even stumbled into the World Cup final, like the (laughs) the biggest soccer game of like a four-year cycle Uh, because it was early in the morning. It started at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning where like just an American culture that's not – I mean, you know, March Madness is the only thing that really comes close to that, I feel like. Yeah. So it's just – and that's even the World Cup final. Forget that, like. English English Premier League, all the best leagues are kind of there in Europe typically. Mm-hmm. And they're playing at 6 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, you just don't have – you haven't cultivated that fan base that's really watching a lot of it, um, consuming a lot of it. So, I don't know. I think soccer grows. I think it's a, it's a dominant world sport, and I think America is influenced heavily by the world as well. So I think it just continues to grow. Out of also a little bit of why can't we be good? Like we dominate the world, uh, like because we can't win at, at football, we can't beat them at, at football. All right. Because we can't do that, we're going to keep wanting to try and do it. Like we're going to get better at soccer because we haven't won anything. Like, all right. This is America. We got to step up and get good. Like, let's be an elite world power at soccer as well. We can do that easily. We should never accept oh, yeah. anything less. We should never accept anything less than being like an amazing soccer country. Well, and that's what we touched on this a few weeks ago. People love to mention, oh, what if Derrick Henry played soccer? What if LeBron James played soccer? And while I actually think LeBron could kind of be good at soccer, 
okay, you don't have to take the most like freak athletes from America, but what about if like Tyree Kill played soccer? Yeah, you know, or like, it's like what if, what if to... yeah, what if a, an amazing athlete that burned out in D three football because he was playing the wrong sport like played That's soccer? You. Yeah, it's like that, that. That there are a lot more. There is a bigger talent pool of athletes that aren't focused on soccer. That is that is very true. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I think it's possible a violent sport like football. I don't know. Maybe they say, look, it's just not as popular as it was. A lot of the kids are just playing soccer because it's another way to run around in the field. And when you're five, you really don't like care. Like, yes, all right, here's all right, go play soccer because that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just 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 a thought as I watch the sport. It's fun to watch. It's It's a healthy sport. It's not as like truly violent like not banging heads together and brains together um which is why we love football see it's like kind of the why yeah, we love football thing, because right? it is the gladiators and the tight dude i love it because it's the, the titans bro they put on pads and they have up there and, and just smash people around um but different sport different sport but still you know still fun yeah and you just said it but you know we we have kids in america growing up you know, a lot of kids do play soccer. That is typically like the little kid sport. But a lot of times, like me personally, I never played soccer. I, I played t-ball when I was four or five. That's when I started. And that was in the fall, which is typically when soccer is. So it's like, yeah, you have a bunch of people. I think it's funny that you brought up, like, for instance, a D3 football player or something. Yeah. What if he, his whole life he was playing? Like, yeah, he's a pretty good football player. But what if he played soccer instead? You know, so and I don't know if that's going to change. I think it could with so many parents, especially now, being concerned about concussions and head injuries and the dangers of football. Not saying that – I mean, I hope that like my, I have kids that want to play football and stuff because I love the sport of football. But I do think that's a real, real thing going on is there's a lot of parents that probably don't want their kids to play football now just with all this knowledge that's come out and all the safety issues that – people are becoming more educated on. Yeah. I mean, my, me personally, I wouldn't push my kid to play football. I'm much more, not that I would support it kind of similar to my, I mean, that was kind of, I guess how my parents treated it a lot of was like, we're never going to put like, it is a violent, you are likely to get hurt, <laughs> legitimately yeah. hurt. Um, but yeah, we'll put you out there if you really want to. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, if you want to play soccer, that's super chill too. I'll go, I'll go cheer it on. I'll go be a soccer dad. But anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, for sure. You do got me thinking I got to, I'm going to have to check out a Nashville SC game sometime. Cause I've seen people on Snapchat and like they fill up that stadium too. Yeah. It's cool. It looks fun. It's like soccer crowds are fun. They do chance and stand up a lot. And it's a very active crowd. Like even just watching the world cup, like they're always up doing chance, like clap, yeah. clapping and jumping around. Dude, the Argentina fans were jumping around for so long. Was, yeah. I, I need that excitement. That's a lot of energy in the game. We don't really understand all of uh, like soccer too. We just kind of treat it as an auxiliary sport. It's just, it's just care from a kid. Like they're raised as children to just care and love soccer. Yeah. So un until we really instill that, like to all, it won't be quite the same. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of just kind of the younger generation and the American sport that is football, did you see the uh, news coming out of Nashville the other day about former, 
well, not former, but current Hall of Fame tight end, former VFL. Well, yes, still sir. VFL. I keep saying former, but it's current. Uh, Jason Witten getting looks like is going to be hired as the Lipscomb Academy head coach. Nice. That's pretty cool. What a that's kind of an interesting turn and a good turn from Dilfer. What a crazy, how, how crazy Lipscomb has gone undergone like a massive shift. Total 180. Total 180, bro. They had the same coach there for so long. They were running things in 20, whenever we were in high school around Lipscomb. Everything in that program was run the same way as it was in like 1979. Yeah. Like they were running. And now ever since then, they've had <laughs> Dilfer and now Jason Witten. But, uh, but shout out. Dilford did a good job. Won them some, won them state. Or I, yeah, they won state this year. And uh, so n- nice, good for Jason Witten getting into it. Maybe he wants to be a coach. Yeah, that's what I don't know. Did he must Witten want to be a coach? Any, did Witten do any coaching? I don't. I don't know. I yeah, can't. I, I can't say I mean, that he did, but I. But he tried the booth, didn't he? Yeah, he tried the booth. I guess that was that last year or the year before, at least. I think that was two years ago. No, okay. he went. No, 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 no. That may have been. Because he went in the booth and then came back. You're right. He went in the booth and then he came back. Legend. Yeah. That actually My is legend. Epic. To actually fully go into the booth and then say, no, I got more envy. I'm going <laughs> back. Like, I'm watching everything that's happening. I'm going back out there. Yeah. Wow. Now he's going to Lipscomb. That'll be. What's cool. Wow. Good for good for Lipscomb. Oh, isn't Lipscomb. They, I mean, not that it. Oh, it does matter. I. They've reclassified a bunch of stuff there in Nashville. They're the highest one. It's like Innsworth. In, yeah, they're in that CPA so zone. So what is that? That up. is a good, dude. That is a good, uh, like, football division, like, <laughs> conference right there. Yeah, Innsworth, BA, NBA, Lipscomb. And then I'm probably forgetting one. But those guys have all won state recently. Yeah, I'll pro- I produced a lot of, like, kids, too. It's just a hotbed, a nice – I mean, all of them. I don't know about Lipscomb, but the rest of them all have NFL players. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Middle Tennessee is an underrated uh, football uh, talent hub. No, yeah, I agree. Not even underrated, I guess. Well, honestly, yeah. No, I'll I say think it's it. I underrated. Like underrated. I agree with you. Just because you think about, I mean, you have some of the faces of the well, just very recognizable names in the NFL now. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. easy one. Yeah, quite a few, uh, quite a few studs coming out of Middle Tennessee. Shout out six one five, you know. Yeah, especially if you include like Rutherford County and all that, man. We there are a lot of yeah, all the Mercy's all over, all over the colleges too. Like we're supplying a ton of college kids out of uh, because there's so many schools too. They go all over the place. Like they don't, you literally could go anywhere from Middle Tennessee or like from around that area. Yeah, even some of the metro schools. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, shout, out, shout out to the coaches. <laughs> Good coaching, crushing it. Um, we can talk out. a little hey, bit too. Shout! I think the Titans. You know what? Shout out! I'm about to, I'm about to go dummy on the Titans prop, maybe. But uh, shout out the Titans for investing in you know local high school football. It's it's paid dividends by uh, 
by producing more talent, more interest in the game. We're just talking about it. This this flows upwards and downwards. Like caring about the high school, like they do high school reach out nights. You know, they'll they'll go play on a high school. They've always been active in the community of like high school athletics and stuff like that. So shout out, like players of the game, bringing teams out there, showing love at at the stadium. Shout out the Titans. Off the field, doing some good things, doing some real good things in the community. Titans, shout out you guys. Yeah. Heck on yeah. field, on field, you're hurting us, dude. Let's just jump into the title. You're hurt, you're yeah. hurt me. Yeah, I, I'm, I just jumped. I had to dive in. There. Nah, that's all we need to talk. That's what that's what we're here to talk about this week, anyway. There's not a lot going on, but man, <laughs> the Titans. Well, there's not a lot going on with the Titans, I guess, either. But you know, no, there that's... isn't much at the like. Whew, there's not very much and everything happening all at once. Somehow it's everything's Titans. falling apart, but it's kind of like yeah. Same old, same. Like, we're Maybe in the same position we're usually in. Yeah. It's honestly been almost spectacular how, how it's fallen apart. Like, you couldn't predict just how how putrid things could get really fast. Because now, all of a sudden, you've gone from... You've gone from... Even in this season, even in this season, winning five straight games, going just cruise into another division championship home playoff game all that kind of stuff and then it's like okay you know one seed last year home playoff game the next year like things are good as a as a franchise and then all of a sudden within weeks within weeks no within minutes within todd downing getting the dui that is true everything flipped everything (laughs) flipped oh no i even said it I can't I can't even believe like that morning after that game was so was so wild because I truly woke up that morning and had a change of heart. I said, you know what? If this is it, this is it. I'm rolling with it. And then not 10 minutes later, I you get, look at your phone. <laughs> oh, and it has been L's after that, hasn't it? Yes. Winless wow. since then. Wow, winless since then. I think someone's gotta go. <laughs> I think you fired J-Rob. Wait, how about firing your offensive coordinator first? What? Todd Downing, he had to have made a deal with the devil like that night. Like, let me let me dominate this game and then do what you will. That's what had to have happened. It has been downhill for everyone. And then Tannehill gets hurt. And I literally put I put a serious takeout. Yeah, you texted. Yeah, I, you texted I put a serious takeout that Tannehill had played his last snap as a tight that he might have. I didn't say that he had, I said he, that could have been his last snap as a tight at the time I was watching him get carted off saying he's done. Like he he's broke. Like he's hurt something where he's out, out, not just retape it up and come back and hurt. Like I was thinking he's done for the season. Assuming yeah. he has a season ending injury. There's no way you can reinvest in him coming back off an injury and be your foregoing quarterback next year. Like, if he's truly out for the year, going to have a 12- to 18-month rehab, the Ryan Tannehill is done as a Titan. He's just done. Like, it gives you an well, easy Well, you had to out. think it's about like that because he was, he was already kind of banged. He's been banged up, and then you see yeah. him, it was that ankle, I think, Well, again. it just yeah, confronts it. It puts it right in your face Yeah, where it's like, hey, 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 this is like – you know, the Grim Reaper, like, comes for everybody, you know, like, the time. Time in the NFL, like, it come, it does come. You know, they have those memes. That's what it is. Like, you know, he's coming down the hallway, the Grim Reaper. It, it comes for everybody. Your time in the NFL comes. And Ryan Tannehill, it's kind of pop. 
he still plays from good football, but it is like creeping up where it's like, Hey, this is not your forever option at quarterback. Like, what are you doing? You haven't made a plan. First of all, it's sad because your best option was Ryan Tannehill, but that take that for what it is. He's not your for, forever option. Like, and it's right in front of you. You need a quarterback fast and you don't have any, anything lined up. Like you might, you might pull something out, but at this moment, there is nothing, your future quarterback, there's nothing in line. Is well, and what do you think the answer is for that? I think you, I don't know. That's that's, with, that's well, why you're in that position. You don't have an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, well, that is there. There is no answer. I think Trishel mentioned it last week. I mean, they save a lot of money if they cut him next year. Obviously, is is Brady available? I think that maybe. Oh, Brady could definitely be available. Riding right? one last ride with Brady. Who cares how that goes? Yeah, exactly. You're not win- like nothing that great is happening next year. <laughs> like, in- unless Tom Brady's your quarterback, then maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not maybe, gonna, maybe. I'm not gonna count. That's Dude, literally- put, uh, put that defense, revamp that defense. That's what Tom Brady wants. He wants a, a just sick defense. That's like, all right, we got a stud defense. We're gonna, we need you to score 21 points a game, Tom. Like go out there. You got, you still got Derrick Henry. You got some other weapons around you. Like maybe even get a wide receiver. Like you get Brady, you'll get at least a wide receiver or two, you know, in the fold. Well, and what's Brady well, notorious just sad. for I mean, doing? He's notorious for taking a pay cut. Yeah. He'll bring somebody in. Uh, maybe it was always Brady. We should have got him. We should have got, him. see, that's, you want to know really the downhill, the downfall of J-Rob is uh, Tannehill. Resigning Tannehill when – if you could not – if you didn't – if you could not have gotten Brady at whatever cost, just a saying, if if there was a way you could have got him, you should have got him then. You should have got him then. Do you think – all right. You win a Super gonna, Bowl last year if Tom Brady's your quarterback. You win a Super Bowl last year if Tom Brady's your quarterback. You're right. I think you're right. Because the argument, we had the number one offense in the league one year with our with Arthur Smith and Tannehill oh, wow. when everything yeah, was working we well. So yeah, that's why we I had, wasn't. Yeah, when we had Corey Davis and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. So, yeah, we had – our offense was significantly better and we had a better offensive line. Like, they've down – that is why J-Rob is – because they have downgraded at every single position group. They have gotten worse and no – like, nothing good has co- has been growing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I, – I used to have the argument like, dude, the offense wasn't the problem. But last year rolls around. You have a terrible offensive coordinator. Guess what? If you have Tom Brady, it doesn't matter who he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he at is that the point. offensive coordinator. Seriously, yep. he is. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you have a Super Bowl, at least one, I think, with Tom Brady. And if okay, say uh, you have him instead of Ryan Tannehill, the year you had the number one offense, you probably win one then too. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna pose a question to you. Do you think the Titans making Brady look so bad in his last game in New England influenced their decision making on whether to pull the trigger on signing him? Oh, you think like, J. Rob thought he was washed? 
Yeah, because I mean, he did, he did look pretty washed up there on that, on that night. <laughs> he did look pretty washed. Like, I got to admit, I thought we buried. Actually, See, yeah, no, what... I think we all thought we buried Brady and the Patriots forever. I so. thought I, that's why it hurts me like extra bad because I thought we had buried. Like, I thought we had rid of Tom Brady forever. And now he's still haunting me like three years down the road by not being my quarterback? Like, how does that even make sense? How, how, how is that possible that I'm getting haunted by Tom Brady at like 47? He's still like, and it's now it's a what if scenario that haunts my, my thoughts at night. What if? Um, Yeah. Because now you're going to pair when you could have paired a still, still has a little, still has a little something left Tom Brady with prime Derrick Henry and you didn't do it. And you and, didn't and, do it. Well, and go back. Say yeah, and AJ, AJ Brown and AJ well. Brown and Corey Davis at one point. Like, um, and Janus. Oh, yeah, our offense was actually was so good there for a second. We were amazing. Yeah, we scored more touchdowns than anyone. Because I mean, and to be fair too, I mean Tannehill was three and a half years younger himself. Like he was, he was running a little. He bit had a more. career. I mean, that's when he had his. 40. Yeah, he had his career year. He, he did had 40 he do, touchdowns he, to seven picks. That was a good that was a good congruence of factors coming together. But see, we're so far away from that's the Titans that almost got us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like this does does people oh yeah, we were playing a like we were having a great offense and it was still Henry based, but it wasn't Henry centric. Like it was Ryan Tannehill had 40 touchdowns. So yeah. like yeah, he he did a lot. Yeah, he was passing a lot. Anyway, it's just – it sucks to be where we are, but honestly, we just got to enjoy the ride uh, ride out and hope we make the playoffs. Like, at this point, the the playoffs were kind of a foregone conclusion for so long. We should just – we are the Titans, and I, I'm not trying to sound defeated by saying this, but, like, we should celebrate a playoff run. Like, getting to the playoffs would be – winning the – like, if we can pull out the South, it will still be a good NFL year for me. Like, I, it will be the most – Cause I'm getting to the point the other day I'm sitting there watching the game and like, th- and this is the saddest thing you could ever say is it's, it's like right now, the end of the season almost feels apathetic. Like I sat there and watched us just suck against the chargers for three and a half quarters, but like do some good things on defense, you know, like keep ourselves in the game, which is almost even more obnoxious. Cause we played like we scored seven points against the chargers for 58 minutes, like bad, terrible terrible have an awesome drive i'm like great i even i mean i was just i was like awesome like maybe we do find a way to win this like i did want us to win i was sitting there laying uh just lit, watching and and then they have a drive and win it not even the most predictable but like a not unexpected yeah no you saw 48 seconds and you knew too much time because you yeah even though we we played good all day, we knew something would buzz. Like, and they hit a they made a great play and won it. But that's it didn't even. I was like, well, oh, oh well, like that sucks. But I kind of saw that coming. Like, it, we were down by seven. I <laughs> only scored seven points. Well, you were just minute, you had but. the feeling it, when I when I was watching the end of the game and we lost. I was just like, I mean, you can't play like that on offense and. Somehow the Titans have and won games doing that, but you cannot expect to win doing that when you just can't block anyone and you don't have like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I think uh, 
I would like to give credit to this podcast in particular for calling out the Titans before they started losing. Um, I think we were fairly critical of the offense in its form. I think we were still fairly excited because we said, hey, this offense, we are winning. That is exciting. We're winning in the NFL. It's exciting. But if this offense doesn't change and get better, we will not keep winning. And that's exactly what's happened is, oh, the offense hasn't changed. It's been just as bad, if not regressed. And obviously we can't win. Like we're not evolving. We weren't very good. We were barely scraping by and we didn't evolve. And now we're losing like bad and not, and not even competing very well. I mean, I know we competed in this last game, but it didn't even feel like it. Yeah. Like it, it didn't it feel actually like didn't. it at all. That's what's, yeah. That's what's crazy about it. But anyway, we got some division games to run it out um, in the Cowboys. Um, as long as we, pretty much as if we beat the Jags, we're pretty much in. I think that's it. Point. I mean, I think that's the <laughs> formula. It's the sick. It's going to be real sick when the Texans beat us uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Like it's going to be sick. Um, and, and I mean that in almost every sense of like, just, it's going to be disgusting when they win um, in almost a good way. Like it'll almost be lethargic for me to have us lose to the one fifteen Texans to really just get real deep in the cave and then still have a chance versus the Jacks because I, um, I, you, you, you threw it out there today. And, and I have to say just for the true, I don't know, the deep football fan in me, a week 18, uh, winner take all for the division game in Jacksonville Titans on like a six game losing streak would be awesome. Almost like if you're going to have to do it, you're going to take that. Like we could do all that losing. They come all the way back just to stick it right in their faces in week 18. And we just find a way to win. (laughs) Like 10 to 8 or something. Yeah, yeah, something. The OG classic, like, uh, just Jags, Titans have had some of the weirdest scores of all. It is always, like, yeah, 12-8 or, like, like 17-15 or something. Just stupid scores. And it comes down to the – dude, the Mariota stiff arm. That's what's so funny. That is one of the most iconic Titans plays in history. That is is iconic. (laughs) To like win your to win the ninth game and like win the division in that the was worst epic, division though. of football still like oh yeah it's we've been posted as the worst division that's why the Titans never got any love like because they're like yeah y'all even have a good record but you play in the AFC South like these teams are garbage you're you actually are competing with garbage <laughs> you can't the last year especially dude you had Urban with the Jags. You had the Colts with with Carson Wentz, and then you had Houston just off the backs of the the Deshaun thing. Like, didn't even know what they were doing. Still don't. But I don't know. I just hope they feed Henry this week and just get the job done. Whatever it takes to beat Houston. Like, I'm just praying, still praying for a miracle. Like, all right, make get in the playoffs and maybe maybe you have a miracle. Like, well, and that's they had the run blocking was pretty solid there. I mean, it comes back to downing again. There were times where you were wondering, why aren't we just running up the middle every time? But that's what, you know, a good 12-degree game in at the Rock feed Henry. It ain't going to be at the Rock. (laughs) I hate to tell you. I guess maybe the first game would be still in these. Would it be? Even if you talking about this game, Houston. Oh, Houston game. I thought you were saying the playoffs. Oh, yeah, this will be a cold game, and they are 1-16, and Derrick Henry does own them. 
So I could definitely see him putting a few yards. We we still haven't, you know, we we haven't seen is a true like signature Henry long run, like a real 70 plus yard just breaker, you know. And I don't, I don't I feel like he still got it in there, but he we haven't seen one yet. Yeah, because he had didn't he have 200 against the Texans already? Yeah, yeah he had he's had some pretty long runs. Like he's broken off, of, but I'm saying a true like a true 60 or 70 yard tutty. And yeah, an 80 yard touchdown, like running the ball. Cause he even had a long screenplay, a couple, like he said, he's against the big, you know, what, you know what's the crazy spread. thing is like Derrick Henry is probably still, he's still may lead the league in rushing. No, he's got, I'm going to pull that up actually. Like he had a hundred plus yard game the other day. Like Henry is not washed or the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, he might not get true, like, like He's got 1,300 rushing yards. Yeah, he had 100 yards. He's had over 100 yards the past He's two weeks. He's got 1,300 yards with three to play. Yeah. Like he could he could legitimately finish with 1,700 rushing yards again, which would probably lead the league. Well, and it's like, I don't – he's had – What is he right? He's had more now, who, receiving what is yards the, this year too. Yeah, I think you're right. They threw to him quite a bit. What's, uh, what's the league rushing uh, looking like? It'd be see. nice for him to win the another so sec- league second. rushing title would be amazing. He's second. Let me see if I can figure out who's. I don't know who it would be. Maybe maybe Cook is like. Is he having a good like? A... I don't know. Let me see. I don't. I, I tr- Chubb. Well, look. Chubb so he's one? got. He's got third. He's got thirteen hundred and three rushing yards and three hundred seventy nine receiving yards. That's pretty good. So he's. Almost at seventeen hundred total yards. Hey, he's gonna be at two thousand total yards for like pretty much. Yeah, let me see if I can find the. Yeah, here we go. League leaders in rushing. Josh Jacobs. Oh wow! I did got, not. I, I did not expect that. He's got fourteen ninety five. He's having a good wow. year. Yeah, that is a good year. Good for him. Still, second in the league in rushing is nothing to, uh, you know, slouch at. It's Dude, pretty... I did not know Justin Fields had a thousand rushing yards. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And he's been out a couple of games too. Yeah, because it goes, it's it's Jacobs, Henry, Chubb, Saquon, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, Justin Fields. Those guys are all at a thousand or more. Dang. It's impressive. See, see, but that's what, I mean, gosh, Henry's so amazing. Him even having, like, every season he has at a at a top five running back level from here on out is just like, adding to his resume. Yeah. Just, I mean, he's got a, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, Henry is a true Hall of Famer. So, you know, anything he does as just a solid, I, I mean, second, like, that is – we hold him to like such a high, high, high standard that he built for himself of just like being, but he has been so good this year. Just so even almost not talked about because he's Derek Henry and he's just having really, he's just having really, really good season and all pro season. He's not having, you know, the greatest running back season of all time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. He's not having the greatest running back, season, but he is having another true all pro type season. Like he will be, 
that's amazing. Still with a chance to lead the league in rushing. Like anything, he could make that up, especially go for 200 this week. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what you never know. Like Jacobs could put up 10 it's yards. D, one it's week. still D. Henber. He, we got two more games for him to, to, to just eat. And it looks like he's at. He's at 8,100 rushing yards on his career. I feel like once you hit that 10,000 mark, you're 10K is truly goaded. Like, like your Hall of Fame. Impressive. Yeah. I think he's already Hall of Fame. Someone was talking about that. Like, I think he's probably already Hall of Fame just because of the sheer dominance he had over a sustained period. Um, but I think yeah. he'll even add to that. I think, but I think some of that's predicated on the fact that he's not done. But I think some of it's like literally if like something happened to him next week and he never plays again, he's a Hall of Famer. Because he transcended the game this generation, truly. Derrick Henry was – there was nothing like Derrick Henry in the last 10 years. He has been the running back of our generation. Um, carried a franchise for, several, like, years at a time. He carried a franchise on his back for four years plus. Yeah. That's true. So. But he's got a lot left in him, and I'm glad he's a Titan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll hit 10,000. I mean, I think he's got at least a couple thousand-yard seasons left in him. The only uh, – and I was kind of talking about this the other day. The only kind of negative of uh, Derrick Henry, and we'll see how this evolves. I'm not certainly, certainly not writing him off. It's like he gets more effective with the more carries he has. He's not like someone you can, oh, well, we're just going to give him less usage. Like he's still part of our team, but we're not going to give him – you know, he gets – you know, eight, 12 carries. Like Derrick Henry yeah, is not that, that. It's, he's not that back. Like if he's not your workhouse workhorse back, you know, he's not your back. If he's not getting 20 plus carries, then, you know, he's not going to be super effective. And that's really just his effectiveness. So maybe he'll even do that in the back of his career. Like he's like, he just got stronger as he got older. <laughs> Derek Henry is the first one to just truly get stronger as a, and better as a runner. Because he, he just is the Tom Brady of running backs. Yeah. <laughs> Tom that Brady. Will be something else. Even, well, yeah, I'll be interested to see what it looks like on the back end of his career. Because I think you're right. I think at the very least, he'll at least just be the punisher or the goal line back. And I, I could see a position where he's still getting the bulk of like the first half carries. Uh, the Huskers used to do this back in the day. They'd put like their big back in in the first half to like run guys over and everything. And then they put their scat back in in the second half to once these guys were like ready to take hits and stuff, then the speedy guy would come in and juke them out and stuff. I like that. True smash and dash. Yeah. And even, even more implemented. That's good. It's good. Well, I want to see Derrick Henry with great dreadlocks. Yeah. That would be. Still running the ball for the team. Yeah, still running the ball and still looking like a Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would look like yeah. a real Titan. That's now. what I'm saying. Maybe even being better. Like, I don't know. His, he works out pretty hard. He trains well. Yeah. He gets stronger. Definitely. Love to see it. That is one guy I don't care how bad. Like, I don't care. He's a Titan for life, bro. Like, if he ages, if he breaks down as a Titan, he breaks down. But – He's a Titan, bro. Like, I, if seeing Derrick Henry in another uniform would make me physically ill. I know. Never, I hope it never happens. It could never happen. Just be a Titan for life. Like, I want, I want start to finish. You go out. I'm at your last name, bro. Our last game at the call at, at Nissan. We're going out. I bet actually, 
Actually, no, if we go to a indoor stadium, send off Derek. Don't even don't make him play there. Don't make him play in that. You're just gonna hurt him. You'll end his career. If yeah, you you're gonna play there. Oh, sad knee injury on on new turf. Uh and like can you just all right, I'm not even gonna go there. That's way too just bad curse that I was about to put on the franchise. Don't need to say that. All right. Keep it but yourself. don't but just don't get turf. That's all I gotta say is don't get turf. They're getting turf. I mean, I feel I feel like they are. I don't know that for a fact, I guess. Amy, Amy is all over the place. Like in, in one respect, she's getting an artificial turf feel that I hate and I can't stand. On another aspect, she's firing J Rob and kind of making Snapping moves that I'm like power, power moves. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't really know what to think, but I would like to see a few more wins. That's all I can say. <laughs> Dang. Well. I don't even have anything else, honestly. I think we just covered the Titans pretty much. We got some bowl games coming up. Bowl um, games, some college basketball is kind of heating up. Yeah, we, we really? kind of said that last week, but yeah. it's still kind of in that stage. Next next week's, next week will be good. We can talk a little uh, playoff and New Year's Six Bowl action coming up. Yeah. Um, I did have one other thing I was going to say. What are the Christmas plans? Oh, so uh, it's close, man. It's crazy how close it is. Well, first I got to avoid a little winter storm here in Arkansas. I will, we'll, we'll be spending the holiday home with the folks a um, couple of days around Christmas. So I think 23rd we're getting in, 24th, 25th, 26th. And then Christina's family is celebrating the 27th. Mm. So I'll be back in, back in Arkansas to celebrate with her family. Uh, but yeah, keeping it pretty simple, pretty light. Um, you know, seeing seeing the people I need to see, seeing the fam, uh, having lots of cheer and and good tidings for all. What's the yourself? any any special Christmas traditions going down? Um, my mom makes a rib roast. That would honestly, I'd say, is like my favorite at this point in time. Her making that standing rib roast is like something to really look forward to um it's so good and like you know it because i don't know if you've ever made one like you close the oven for like six hours you can't open it or anything that the way she makes it or whatever yeah um and so you just kind of smell that that garlic and everything that's on there Mm. just kind of just kind of heating up the house on christmas morning and you know you're gonna have some fire mashed potatoes to go with it so honestly i guess just eating in general is mine but the standing rib roast is uh that's that's nice. A Christmas Eve service, a little candlelit Christmas Eve service. Oh yeah. If I, if I can get that going, I'm all in on that. Um, yeah, just really chill and uh, just enjoyable time to be kind of happy with the family is really, I guess, most most of my Christmas tradition. Dude, that's what uh, my mom was asking me if there are any special dishes I wanted for this uh, for this Christmas because she usually does. She makes a whole big spread, but yeah. usually I'm not a big ham guy. And that's usually kind of the go-to, I feel like, for Christmas. And I kind of mentioned that to her. I was like, we need, like, we just need, like, one more meat. Like, something. And she was like. Hey, take it on, man. Yeah. And she was like, what about a what about a beef tenderloin? And I was like, you cannot have. You didn't read my mind because that's not what I was thinking. But that's better than anything I could have thought of. So, thank you. Yeah, that'll be nice. Pumped for that. We always do. Christmas Eve is kind of my special tradition. We go to the. 
we go to my grandma's and she does a good old southern breakfast for dinner pull out the oh, hash nice. casserole. oh that's awesome yeah the Love country that. ham Ooh, yeah all the biscuits nice. you could eat at christmas eve breakfast i like that a lot oh yeah it i mean that is my christmas that's christmas eve yeah. to me because that's what i've had my whole life so yeah. i'm pumped for it yeah we kind of do, and you know, every year is a little different too, because we, we're not super set on when we visit family or like, mm-hmm. you know, some, some day, sometime. And, you know, it's different when Christmas falls on a Sunday versus like a Tuesday, you know, it's always kind of just different. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Always family, good family involved. That's, that's good. Good yeah. food, good family, man. Can't go wrong with the holidays, man. It gets it gets up on you quicker. I feel like now that we're out of the house and like, like you know, you're in grade school and like it's a whole. I mean, it's Christmas like super early. You're doing theme stuff. Like you're, I don't know. You're just thinking about you're off. Every, for well, and everything's kind of it, it yeah. surrounds Christmas. Like you're yeah. waiting for school to get out. You're yeah, yeah. You're off school for Christmas break. It's like all right now. It's like all right. Christmas is on a Sunday. You get one day off like you get one day off for christmas and it's like all right <laughs> that's the thing it just sneaks up on you i was going to work today i was like dang it is december 19th like christmas yeah. is less less than a week away yeah nuts that's cool yeah it's cool it, it does make you exciting so merry christmas to you will, will we have a will we, uh, we probably yeah we'll probably be closed down actually next week yeah or maybe later in the week, maybe. Yeah, we might pull one out later in the week. That might be the move. A little New Year's Eve, a little bowl primer for the New Year's Six or whatever. That's probably what we need to do, yeah. Come out right before the big bowls. That'll be the plan. All right, guys. Well, want to say thanks for listening. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Remember, this is Patriot Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Check them out, sixpackcoverage.com, on social media at sixpackcoverage. Check us out on Twitter at paydirt underscore sports. And on Instagram at Patered Sports. Guys, thanks again for listening. Hope y'all all have a Merry Christmas. We'll see y'all in the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir.